Welcome, welcome all to another episode of your favorite podcast. Targo, you look like you're feeling good, my man. Oh, man. <laughs> so going a little bit of off script here, first day of the NFL. Obviously, us being football fans, we are fans of all kinds of football in every form. So, yep, went and got a little toasty at the bar earlier today. Oh, good. This is called Brews and Banter. So you know. I've had the brews and I'm ready for some banter, my man. Let's get to it. And some more brews. <laughs> and some more brews. What are you drinking? Uh, well, I we'll see get the can there. In there. A second. Let's... We'll get there in a second. Hold your I'm horses. Asking you Damn. <laughs> I can't, man. I see the can in your picture. It's a little right, Sasquatch. We're going off script. We're going off script. All right. <laughs> All right, today I'm drinking Hop Hopworks Abominable Fresh Hop Ale. This is a India style red ale. So a mix of a red Give ale us and an IPA. The verdict, my man. The can I, is sweet I, looking. Little angry face there. Love it. Bom- little abominable snowman action. Yeah. Abominable snow can. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, let's let me know how it tastes, man. Is it good? Is it bad? Drink again. Out of ten, it's interesting. 10. I've I've never had an India style red ale, but I've had lots of red ales and lots of India style pale ales. Pale ales, yeah, yeah. Uh, better known as an IPA, but this one it it's interesting. I admit I did not think it would be light and crisp with the finish of a red ale because that's what it has. It's like it's very, with a... it's, yeah, it's very good, and I don't know how to react right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. That's yeah. a good sign, I would say. It's very good. Uh, I'd go eight out of ten. Would drink again. Would drink again. Would buy again. Yeah, yeah, I would. It's good. Okay. How about you, my friend? What are you I'm drinking? Drinking today? seven C's. Way to drag Pulse. out the S there. That's good. It is a cold. Oh, can't see that with that glare from the light, but it is a Kolsch. Yeah, it's a Kolsch. I can see it. It's a Kolsch. We'll see how it goes down. All right. It's pretty good. Yeah, I've had that one. It is really good. That's a damn good beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good beer. Can't go wrong with a Kolsch, and Seven Seas makes a damn good one. That is a damn good beer. I'm not usually a big... I've had terrible Kolsch's, but yeah, I've also there, had... There are some. There are some terrible Kolsch's out yeah. there, but this is a there damn are. good Kolsch. Like, <laughs> eight and a half, nine out of ten. Mm. Mm. It's very would rare drink... that we both get a beer that we would drink again, let alone drink again. above an eight. So, let's just say this is going to be a good episode. So, without further ado, my friend, let's get damn. to it. That's a good beer. <laughs> Bye, real fans for real fans. Bruise and Banter FC coming at you. Sir. So today, we are going to cover... Pretty much uh, everything that happened over the short international break, because we're back into club football. Match week five preview. Ballon d'Or reactions. That matters. <laughs> Our first power rankings of the season. 
And to oh. finish it all off with the cherry on top of the ice cream on top of the whipped cream on top of the cake. Our Fab Five on games. On top of the keg. Not the cake. On top of the keg. Keg. Because we're bruised. And banter. Yeah. And banter. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so five five games to watch and an extra one. So it's six today. Ooh. So make sure you check out our social media platforms. We got Facebook, our Facebook group. Lots of stuff happening over there. Instagram, our TikTok, our YouTube channel. That way you can see our pretty faces and uh, Tyler's reaction to every bad pick I make and every good pick I make. Uh, yeah, as well this as might his- be a heated this might be a heated episode with our power yeah. rankings here. We'll see. Spoiler I don't alert. Know. Spoiler alert. It might uh, make be sure heated. To, make sure to like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Make sure to give us five stars on all of your favorite social media platforms. And check out our Redbubble. Got some pretty awesome merch on there. Not gonna lie. If you're a baller, I think you'd I like, like our Redbubble account. <laughs> right. All right, Targo. Those are our brews. Let's get to some banter. Oh, let's get to it, my man. With some news. Arsenal's Thomas Partey is set to be out three months after yet another injury. According to Ben James. Good. Maybe their defense will play better. (laughs) Right. Maybe they'll actually play a solid back four. Um, Maybe it'll be the same back four as last season, and they could win some games. Yeah. I'm hoping. Uh, Come on, Arsenal. <laughs> more Arsenal news. Former club record transfer Nicola Pepe has left Arsenal. He's moved to Tra- uh, Trabzonspor. I guess that's how you Somewhere it. Somewhere in, was it? Galatasaray? Turkey. Turkey? Turkey, yeah. yeah. Yep. Last Friday uh, on a free transfer, adding to the multitude of canceled contracts from Arsenal. But I do have a question to ask you. Because you oh, know no. I'm going to ask it. Okay, ask it. Should he be considered one of the most expensive flops of all time? He is up there. Or is there. he even a flop? He is up there. He has to be considered a flop, first off. Okay. He is a huge flop. He was their most expensive signing. I will say, if you actually look at his stats and goals, assists, not the most terrible compared to, say, an no. Anthony or Jaden Sancho, or both of them combined. Just saying, go look at it. But well, yes, I'll give, you the is... I'll give you the stats right now. Okay, give it to me, man. Nicola Pepe had 112 appearances, 27 goals, and 21 assists in all competitions for Arsenal. Okay. Jane Sancho and Anthony combined. 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 Which, let me add, they are double the price of Nicola Pepe combined. Uh, 130 appearances, 20 goals, 9 assists combined. And Nicola Pepe hasn't played for Arsenal since October of 2021. <laughs> you were just like waiting for me to reference that, weren't you? You had that I didn't know ready you were going to go to. on was, your computer I screen. Have it right there. <laughs> <laughs> you had that freaking ready, my man. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I did. Yeah. Uh, way to be on the same track here. I, uh, I, you like set me up for that one. I just <laughs> led, led us right to it. You lobbed it up and I was just sitting there ready to hit it right out of the park. You did. <laughs> but yeah. But, so excluding those two, yes, yeah, still a lot of money. And he's going away for free pretty much. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's good for Arsenal to get his wages off the books, but other than that, I was kind of hoping that they would keep him, 
Use him more as a backup. See if he could do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at least, you know, maybe some retribution for him. Something. But, Score two yeah. goals. Make us happy. But yeah, big <laughs> flop. Could have get him off. So long. Good luck. Nicholas Pepe. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, to uh, pretty much the only big transfer news of the end of the Saudi Arabian transfer window, and it was Real Betis's Luis Felipe joined Al-Itihad for 25 million euros. Luis? Left back, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is he? He's a left back? Yes. I think he played at Chelsea at some point. Yep, you are correct. Yeah, okay. uh, and following this transfer, because it's not all sunshine and rainbows over there, uh, apparently, because they signed him, they didn't register one uh, transfer they got from Chelsea in Jota. They didn't register him for their league season because they have too many players that are non-Saudi players. So, foreign players. Not from Chelsea. I think he's from Celtic, correct? Yes, he's from Celtic, but Al-Itihad did not register him after spending, I think it was like $30 on him. So, he doesn't get to play in their regular season games because they signed too many international players. That's what you get for going to Saudi Arabia. (laughs) I have no love for any of those players. I thought it was fun. They get what they deserve. Collect your millions, probably not even having to play. Yeah. Who cares? Lavish lifestyle, get fat, be uh, Eden Hazard reincarnated. <laughs> Go eat your cheeseburgers or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Drink your beer, eat your cheeseburgers, because we certainly do. So come join we, us. We do. We do, my man. And guess what? No one cares about us, so I don't care about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's Fans switch are to someone. In hot this episode. <laughs> right? Let's switch to people that. Everybody else actually cares about Neymar has officially passed Neymar. Pele. We Neymar. care about him still. Oh god! Yeah, well, up until recently, I, I guess. guess. What time is it? I don't know yet. <laughs> he officially passed Pele as Brazil's top scorer in all competitions. Scored two goals in their five-one win over Bolivia, taking his career tally to seventy-nine, which is two more than Pele. Whoop de do, Basil. I mean, <laughs> what does it all mean? Okay. He has, he's the most decorated goal scorer for Brazil. Let me yeah. ask you, is he even the top three best players for Brazil? I don't think I would go top five. That's what I'm saying, dude. He's top goal scorer for Brazil. And no one cares. Um, I mean, he's I would not better I would, than Pele. I would Ronaldo? put it in the, no, no, Rivaldo, Ronaldinho. No. Roberto Carlos, even no. I mean, that's what I'm <laughs> and saying. That's just he's a, that's almost five players in the in the last 25 years. <laughs> so when you think of a top goal scorer for a country, usually they're the best of yeah, that well, country to ever you got, live. You got Olivier Giroud as well. For don't the time get me being. started on, on Olivier better than Neymar <laughs> Giroud. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, good for Neymar. He's a top goal scorer. Brazil. He has that accolade. Because he has nothing else. Not really. Except yeah. for being a PSG player and second fiddle to everybody his entire and career. Second fiddle to third <laughs> fiddle to Suarez and Messi at Barcelona. 
third fiddle to Messi and Mbappe at PSG. Yeah. <laughs> at least he can be the highest played player in Saudi Arabia. Woohoo! Yeah. He's got that and uh, the most expensive transfer of all time. So, you know. <laughs> He's got that. You're not wrong, man. And I don't know but, if that yeah. will ever be broken. <laughs> but I will give him some credit. He's a fantastic player, but huge, but. huge but. Yeah. He's not even, like you said, top five in Brazil. But yeah, let us know who are the top five yeah. players to come out of Brazil. Obviously, Pele's number one. <laughs> Ronaldo, Rivaldo, Ronaldinho, maybe Neymar next. I don't Roberto know. Roberto Carlos, Zico. <laughs> Zico, Romario. I, mean, I could keep going. Maybe he's not a tough in the country top to 10. play soccer in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Speaking of tough countries to play soccer in, uh, Germany's Hansi Flick has been fired as coach of the German national team following their 4-1 to thumping by Japan. <laughs> oh my god! This is literally today. I was flipping through the international friendly. It's like, no shit. Germany, you really got thumped by Japan? Yeah. Again? Yeah, it just, <laughs> it just comped it compounds the sadness for that German national team looking like Bayern Munich without a striker. Uh, they got knocked Kai out there. Yeah. Well, you know, my, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I have no idea how this team played. I didn't watch the lineups. Nothing. This is all my um, hearsay, but they played like crap. They got killed on the counter attack. Couldn't finish any chances. Well, one chance. Uh, but they were knocked out of the group stages of the World Cup in 2022, and they've lost their last five games. So, I mean, with the standards of Germany, you would think he would be. Julian Nagelsmann, oh. clear favorite to take over for him. Is there anybody the else? Power bell's ringing for Germany, because they're usually just... I mean, honestly, when you go to a World Cup, Germany always put up a top-class team. They just always yeah, do. Isn't that, isn't that the second year, second World Cup in a row that they've gone out in the group stages, though? No, I don't think it was in a row. I think they skipped one. Okay. But there was a World Cup. Yes, they, they, they haven't it been. Bad. Yeah, they haven't been towards favorites in a while, which is not good for Germany because they're usually up there. They are. They are definitely one of the. I mean, they're one of the favorites usually. Like you said, yeah. Let's see uh, if they can man, get there now. <laughs> the problems for Manchester United just keep compounding. Sofian Amrabat suffered an injury while on international duty for Morocco. He's supposed to be out at least a couple weeks, but there's no actual timetable for how long he will be out. A couple weeks isn't bad. No, it's not. A couple games, two, three, four. Yeah, it's not like they're going to miss him because he hasn't played any games for him, but they're already short in the midfield, so... And then uh, Manchester United have given Anthony a leave of absence following recent events surrounding the 21-year-old winger. They will continue to pay his wages while he figures everything out. So I will give a round of applause to Manchester United. That is a class move. Yeah, all I can say to Anthony is figure it out. Figure it what out. What are you doing? Yeah. What's going on, figure man? Speaking of figuring Legal it out. They're never uh, good. To- <laughs> To bring all of our news to a close on that note, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's finally happened. Luis Rubiales has officially resigned as president of the Spanish Football Association. 
two months later. <laughs> it was like, how much, like, how many things need to happen for this guy to resign? Honestly. Bro, this should have happened so long ago. <laughs> like, the day His after. His mom had to take a goddamn <laughs> hunger strike. <laughs> like, oh, what kind of God. times are we living in? I don't know. I don't know. And I'm oh, not even going to get out of here. Go disappear into nothingness and let this be the end of you. <laughs> Amen to that. Switching gears then on that note. There was a Ballon d'Or shortlist released last week. Do we know who's yeah. going to win? Do we know who's going to win? I don't know. There's a couple other trophies. I don't know who's going to win. Uh, but kind of football like geniuses, to... so we might. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd like to give our uh, favorites for each award. But before we do that, because I'm still salty 20 years later, uh, this year's 20. edition is the 20th anniversary of what is widely considered the biggest robbery in Not Ballon even the biggest robbery. It is. It's the when second Pavel biggest. Nedved... It is the second biggest. It's the biggest to me because Second biggest Nedved with 14 goals and bias. seven assists, not even a World Cup final or Champions League final appearance, uh, was picked over Thierry Henry, who uh, scored 32 goals and had 28 assists that season. Uh, and uh, I don't know if anyone will ever break that record of assists in a season. I know. Hold on. Yeah. Autograph picture. To Tyler. Love Thierry. So I have an autograph picture from Thierry Henry. Yeah. And it is still not the biggest jip in Ballon d'Or, whatever you want to say, history. History. It's still Robert Lewandowski, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, Go well. back and listen to previous episodes and you will get a full detailed 20 minute explanation of why that is true. Yeah. I wish Just I saying. had noted which episode so you wouldn't have to dig through them, but I know. Hold on. Let me put that back find up it. there with my you headphones. You can turn around, man. It's okay. <laughs> I got it. Headphones Don't are pulling it. me. <laughs> Don't drop it. Okay. Let's get into, uh, let's start with the best under 21 player or the Copa Award. Our nominations are Rasmus Hoyland, Alejandro Balde, Pedri, Eduardo Camavinga, Javi Simons, Jude Bellingham. We got Musiala, Gavi, Antonio Silva, and Eli Wahi. Can you pick a top three? Of course I can pick a top three. Why yeah, is, pretty easy. I got to ask, though, why is Rasmus Hoyland in there? I don't know. So obviously number one is going to be Jude Bellingham. Duh. Yeah. Duh. Duh. Second, Jamal Musiala. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Jamal Musiala. Now, so I will now the third, third is a little bit I had a hard time tough. with the third. I, I did, did. Too. I did. So I went back and forth between a couple of players, between Gavi or Eduardo Camavinga. The Swiss I Army think, Knife. French Army I think Army I'm going to give it right. to Camavinga. The Swiss yeah. Army Knife, like you said, dude. French, the guy's French playing Army left back, yeah. midfield, winger, whatever you want from him. Yeah, Goalie? Not, He'll do it. Hard, yeah, hardly ever a bad performance either. He will do it. And so, yeah, it's Camavinga in third, Musiala, and then... It has to, like, if you guys disagree with Jude Bellingham at number one, you're smoking something, and I would love to, to get know your that. reasoning behind you it. You need to get off that. Let, then, yeah, if you don't agree you're... with us, let us know, please. Yeah, and then I'd love we to hear will the argument. Change your mind because <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> How do you not um, pick Jude Bellingham? 
right? For me, it was tough, man. Season. It was tough picking a third player because, I mean, Gavi had such a good season. Pedri had a fantastic season, but he missed half of it. He missed so much. That's why I yeah. couldn't put him in there. That's why I couldn't either. I did a surprising pick, though. You I'm did. Gonna have to go Alejandro Balde, man. Gay kick, guy back, came under yeah. the scene. He's a teenager and essentially transformed that Barcelona defense. He did. And then also, I'm going to just throw a little argument for Jamal Musiala, who they don't agree he should be number two. He single-handedly won Bayern Munich, the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yep. Yep. One scored the winning goal, caught them to <laughs> Bundesliga. So if you disagree with that, you are also wrong. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. On to the, on to the Ashton Award for best goalkeeper. We got Yosim Bonu, Magic Mike Mannion, Andre Onana, Ederson, Brees Samba, Thibaut Courtois, uh, Livakovic, Emi Martinez, Marc-Andre Ter Stegen, and Aaron Ramsdale. Oh, he got in there, huh? He got in there. Over so top Allison. three, Cargo. Top three. Okay, top three. So this one's a little bit different. This one, I don't know if it's going to be biased towards the World Cup. Could be. I feel like it's usually biased towards Champions League. Or both. Or both. I don't know. Well, honestly, why else the best would goal. Onana be in it than the Champions League? But, I mean, let's be honest. The best goalkeeper was Marc-Andre Ter Stegen. 100%. 100%. He was the best last season. Barcelona's defense won them La Liga. Did did Behind he break his... the record? I don't even know. I know he was close to breaking the record. Yeah, I think I he tied it. He I don't think he quite did, yeah. But I don't think he broke the La Liga record. So, it be it's, it's got to be him, man. If you want a number two and three, I mean, I don't care. Ederson. And maybe Thibaut Courtois, sure. Okay. Well, I'm going to go more logically than uh, emotionally on this one because there's three goalies in the Ballon d'Or men's shortlist. Uh, and I'm going to pick them for my top three because usually <laughs> that's why. You know how the ba- Ballon d'Or is, logically. <laughs> logically, yeah, I do. But as far as nominations go, it's usually points towards something. So, because of the World Cup, Emmy Martinez. (laughs) (laughs) Do you believe that, or are you just saying that? Again, this is more based on the three goalies that are in the shortlist. In your heart of hearts, do you believe he's the the best goalkeeper in the world? Let me just go through the three that are on the shortlist, then I'll go with my actual brain and heart here. (laughs) Uh, Yosin Bonu and Andre Onana round out the three that are in the men's shortlist. You have Onana This was all based on they're the only ones in the shortlist for the actual Ballon d'Or. But my heart says, uh, yeah, Ter Stegen, number one. Is he not? We'll get to that in a second. Actually, yeah. I'm going to f- fuck it. I'm going to blow it up. He's the <laughs> biggest absentee from the Ballon d'Or. He is not in it. Mark andre Ter Sagan, man. That's just bullshit. I'm pissed off about it. I'm done ranting. Go ahead. I mean, if you want to, if you want to do it, call an audible, we can just go right to that and come oh, back. so bullshit. Because, yeah. I mean, not just him, man. This list is crazy. 
They snubbed Marcus Rashford. I don't know how. Um, Rafael Leal's not on the list either. Rodrigo's not on the list. How about a guy who tied for clean sheets ever in La Liga? Right. And then, yes, Marc-Andre Ter Stegen, biggest snub, 100%. That is my biggest snub. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had to jump you. the ship. It pisses That's me a... off. At least be on me the too. short list, man. But, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to go with my heart, Ter Stegen's got to win the Yashin Award. He should. Why Why that... else would you leave him off Ballon d'Or voting? I don't understand. How much bullshit is that if he wins this Yashin and then is not on the Ballon d'Or short list? Like, what? Right? Zero sense. Yeah. Uh, Can we take also, over this best voting and make it real? Right? Like, let's let's just vote now. <laughs> the men's shortlist is Bernardo Silva, Randall Colomuani, Jude Bellingham, Bakayo Saka, Kevin De Bruyne, Mohamed Salah, Jamal Musiala, Kareem Benzema, Andre Onana, Josko Gvardiol, Rodri, Kavicha Kavashelia. Emmy Martinez, Ruben Diaz, Nico Barella, Erling Holland, Martin Odegaard, Ilkay Gunavan, Vinny Jr., Yasin Bonu, Julian Alvarez, Lionel Messi, Robert Lewandowski, Kylian Mbappe, Antoine Griezmann, Latara Martinez, Harry Kane, Kim Min Jay, Victor Osman, and Luka Modric. Whew! That's a lot. After that. 30 players. Yasin Bonu is <laughs> over it over Mark andre Ter Stegen. And Marcus Not Rashford. only that. Why is Josko Gavardi all in there? Because he helped Croatia get to the semifinals? I Lose don't know. Lose to Argentina? Yeah. Because he got yeah. turned inside out from Lionel Messi? Yeah, I don't I Why don't, is he? I don't why is he in I, there? Get out. Some of these picks make no sense to me. What did Nico Barella do besides help Inter get to the Champions League final? I don't know. They He's a good win player. Any Obviously, you know, I, I'm a big Nicolo Barella fan. I am too. But, but compared to everybody else, list? what do you do? do, you do? <sighs> Not enough to yeah. be on there, man. Andre Onana. Why? I, it makes no sense to me. Champions League final, apparently. Okay. Cool. I, I It still makes no sense to me. Um. Yeah, other than that, I guess a lot of these make sense besides those two. Except for Mark Andre Ter Stegen and Marcus Rashford not being on there. So, all right, Targo. Before we get into our top three or top five, I just want to first talk about like what a testament to how good Manchester City was last season. They had seven players of the thirty Ballon d'Or. If you count Vardial, it's eight. <laughs> no shit, dude. They want a treble. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, what a testament to their season. It's more than half of their starting lineup is in the <laughs> Ballon d'Or voting. I'm just saying. All right. Top three, Targo. Top, Top three, three. And then give me your two on the outside and a dark horse. Top three, obviously, are going to be Messi, Erling Holland. i got to go Kevin De Bruyne, man. KDB, yeah. best midfielder the in the world. They've been favorites for about six months now. <laughs> they are. I mean, it's, it's kind of no surprise. And so, yep. like, kind of my outside ones, Kylian Mbappe is obviously an outside one. But honestly, this guy, dude, I'm such a fan of this player. Just his professionalism, the way he plays, it's got to be Rodri. Yeah. I am such a fan of Rodri. 
He's such a cool customer, like the whole game. You like, know, no matter what, is, we we saw how much those types of players are going for this transfer window, this summer transfer window. <laughs> Tevin Rice, Tevin <laughs> Rice, Palinia, Moises Caicedo. I mean, hundred mil plus. Rodri yeah. is the creme de la creme, man. He is the best of them all in the world in that position. Like, what would he go for? If someone were to actually try to bid for him. Nothing. 215? 250? <laughs> I don't know. Manchester City won't sell him. He will retire as a Manchester City player. <laughs> he will. <laughs> it's going like, to be like Fernandinho where he was there for however many years. I was just going to say, just not to mention the fact that he replaced Fernandinho who replaced Yaya Torre. Like, <laughs> Pep Guardiola's scouting of defensive midfielders is the greatest of all time. And it's such an important position. 100%. But Dark Horse, man, I gotta go for, honestly, Harry Kane. He scored 30-plus goals for a sh- pardon my French, a shit Tottenham team, man. Last season, they were shit. Why, thank you. <laughs> and Harry Kane just fucking scored goal after goal after goal for them. Like, if they didn't oh have God. Harry Kane, they would have got fucking relegated. Yeah. Dear Lord. Pretty close. I mean, they got Ange this year, and I will give credit to Tottenham. They're playing fantastic. And, and honestly, without look like a, And they look like a top three team. <laughs> not going to lie. But right last now, year. Right, right last now, year, yes. Last year. <laughs> oh, without Harry Kane, you guys would have been up shit river without a paddle, man. Yeah. As I pat my personal jersey, but I try yeah. to be as unbiased as I can. What can I say? Yeah. Well, I will <laughs> say, Targo, um, I have the same top five as you. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I thought you didn't I mean, have Harry Kane on there. No, Dark Horse is different. But everything okay. else is the same. I mean, you got Messi, you got Holland. Top two favorites, easy. Kevin De Bruyne, easy. Third, Rodri's got to be fourth. He has to. And then, I still can't believe Keelan Mbappe has never made the podium for the Ballon d'Or vote. Well, get out of fucking France, dude. Go to Real Madrid and do something. He didn't win even make the podium when he won the World Cup. I'm just saying. It's anyway. I guess that's something. You're not wrong. He, I yeah. guess he should have been up there that year. I'm going to go with my dark horse is the guy who won every trophy known to man last season, Julian Alvarez. And still scored 20 goals in the calendar year. On the bench. That's a super sub. <laughs> the guy is a super sub, man. Yeah, I, I've seen articles of him being overrated, and I'm like, are you fucking high what is wrong with you pardon my french yeah so the moment you've all been waiting for our long long awaited return of our power rankings all right targo top 10 and i'm gonna start it with a firecracker that you'd never think you'd ever hear out of my mouth tottenham hotspur at number 10 oh Sorry, I just had a heart attack there. Um, yeah, eleven goals scored, four conceded, three wins, one draw. 
They've beat Manchester United comfortably. They're not the only team to do that, but, you know. They drew Brentford, which is their only blight. Otherwise, they'd be higher on my list if they'd beaten Brentford. But they they drew Brentford at Brentford, which is a tough place to go. Number nine, Barcelona. Barca's your number nine. Yes. So Mostly, I'm going to give you a little bit. I'm going to give you a heads up. Barca is also my number nine. No. Well, great minds think alike. Uh, for me, it's mostly because they drew to Hatafe. It's one that of the was worst. Like a, yeah. Uh, that was a hard, tough WWE style match. It I mean, was, it, was, it was rough. I've seen the refereeing in that one, and it was atrocious as well. A lot but of it's cards. the way they're winning. It's the way they're winning for yes. me. Yes. It's they're it's barely, all close. Their barely. defense is not as good as last year. And so you're, mean, they're your number nine. They're also yeah. my number nine. Yeah. Four goals conceded, eight goals scored. They did beat Osasuna and Villarreal. And that Villarreal game, man, what a game that was. <laughs> game to, to watch. Yeah. Number eight. Close. Liverpool. Liverpool, your number eight. Number eight. Nine goals scored, three conceded. They beat Newcastle, but the uh, game that always ends in a draw, they drew Chelsea, which, um, based off of Chelsea's recent results, is the only reason Liverpool is not higher on my list. Because Chelsea sucks. <laughs> <laughs> They'd probably be in my uh, power rankings of worst teams in Europe. <laughs> got it, got it. Um, number seven, Arsenal. Arsenal are your number seven, okay. Yes, and I'll tell you why. It's the draw to Fulham. I can't get over it. I can't believe they drew them. I can't believe they let in the first goal, and I can't believe Bukayo Saka made an error that badly because he doesn't do that. Good on Fulham, but if Manchester City hadn't just beaten them 5-1, to one, Arsenal probably would be higher. So... Same as Barcelona, they got eight goals scored and four conceded, but they did beat Manchester United three to one. Hey, hey! Don't forget they won the Community Shield. Oh yeah, they did that too. They have beat a Man City. Number six, AC Milan. Yes, I know you're surprised that I don't have them higher. I my I'm not too far off. They're so. also not my highest ranked Italian team. They're not mine either. Yes. Uh, they beat Roma comfortably. Scoreline doesn't say that, but they did. Um, three wins, three games. Uh, Undefeated. Eight goals, eight goals scored, two conceded. So one of the best defenses in all of the Serie A. Number five, your boys in Bayer Leverkusen. God, they look good. They You're are so fun me. to watch. I'm not going to hate you. You're going to hate me for I have them on my list. Probably. I'm I'm telling you, I don't have them that high. But they beat (laughs) RB Leipzig and Borussia Mönchengladbach. They did. Yeah. They've scored the most goals in the Bundesliga with 11 and only conceded three. Just above them, I have Bayern Munich. At number Four. four? Yep, number four. Bayern Munich. Because they really haven't faced many teams that are good. They played Bruce Gladback, beat them. So did Leverkusen. Otherwise, I think I would have them higher. 
because Harry Kane is already off to the races for them, and they got the striker they finally needed. And they lost RB Leipzig in the DFB Pokal. They did. They did. I will say, a lot of ours are just like one off, one position. <laughs> well, then I'm guessing this next one is pretty close too, because uh, my number three is Inter Milan. <laughs> Judging by the look on your face, I would say it's pretty close. It's pretty close. Um, the reason why they're so high: one, they beat the. Uh, was that Europa Conference League finalists from last year? They did. Handedly. 4 nil. Uh, but not only that, they haven't let in a goal at all this year. I know. <laughs> That's crazy. They got rid zero of Andre goals Mana, against. Sign Yen Summer, and still have let in zero goals, and they've scored eight. Number two, shouldn't surprise anybody, Real Madrid. Jude Bellingham is looking like he's making La Liga look easy. He really is. So obviously, our number two and one are going to be the same. Yeah, yeah. Number one, Manchester City. Yeah, I'm not even gonna like put stats down or any reasoning. They're number one until somebody knocks them off. You know they're Period. number one. <laughs> Period. Until someone beats them and stays above them, they will be my number one. Hands down. So that's my top ten. How about you, Targo? My top 10, okay. So ours are very similar, but slightly different. Just slightly. <laughs> so my number 10, I put Bayer Leverkusen at number 10. Wow. And so, yes, they beat RB Leipzig, Rushi Gladbach, and Darmstadt. They have the most goals, four. But the only reason I have them, the only reason I have them so low is the. T- I feel like the teams above them would beat them. Okay. If I'm being honest. Okay. And so I already mentioned my number nine is also Barca. Yeah. So like Barcelona would beat Bayer Leverkusen. We'll see with the amount of goals they're letting in this season. I don't know. And so that's why they're number nine is the <laughs> amount of goals they're letting in, man. Last season, they were built on that defense, not letting goals in this year. It doesn't look like that. They're relying on a 16 year old on that right wing to create. I mean, I will give him credit. He is the next up-and-coming prodigy. Phenomenal player, don't get me wrong. But you cannot put that on a 16-year-old. No. You can't. No. Unless his name is Lionel Messi. No, you can't. And so my number eight, again, one spot off from yours, is Tottenham Hotspurs. Wow. Uh, The way they've been playing. Two spots. Two spots, okay. So the way they've been playing, man, is (sighs) freaking fantastic. They beat... They tied Brentford. They beat United, though. Bournemouth and Burnley. And for me, it's the loss to Fulham in the Carabao Cup, which is why they're number eight. (laughs) But they've got 11 goals scored in the Premier League, which is tied for second most. So get rid of the Tottenham a few years back. This Tottenham team is about scoring goals, and they are fun to watch. Sorry, my ears are bleeding. <laughs> they are, but it's, it sucks. <laughs> but yes, it's true. No, it's just because you said Tottenham is fun to watch. They are, though. I'm not disagreeing with you, but my ears are still bleeding. <laughs> but my number seven team is Liverpool. Yeah. So they drew off. to Chelsea in that opening game and then beat Bournemouth, Newcastle, and 
Aston Villa. Yeah. But it's got to be, man, that comeback. The comeback against Newcastle. Down one nil with 10 men. Like, come on. They might be the best team in the world with 10 men. Like, you can pick better than with 11. I don't understand it. I don't know if Manchester City could have done that with 10 men. Maybe? No. I don't think so. Now Kevin De Bruyne out. <laughs> I you know, I'm an Arsenal fan obviously, but Arsenal would not have come no, back from Arsenal that. Arsenal looked haphazard and They would not have come men. back from that at all. <laughs> so credit to Liverpool coming back 10 men beat Newcastle at Newcastle. Fantastic. They are my number 7. My number 6 ironically is arsenal <laughs> well at least you still have them above liverpool and tottenham so that's i do I, honestly i think for me it's the community shield win against manchester city like yes kind of a lucky last minute goal to get the draw to go to pks but they still beat manchester city they got that little dinner plate that they get it's not little <laughs> it it's not little, but it's plate. a dinner plate. And they beat Forest. More like a serving tray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a serving tray. But it's their games, honestly, they've won. They beat Forest barely. Beat Palace barely. barely. With 10 men. Yeah. With 10 men. Beat, they didn't even beat Fulham. They drew them. Mm-hmm. And then they beat Manchester United, which was a very close game until the very end. It was not, you know, the scoreline doesn't do it justice. No, I I think the scoreline does, though, because they dominated the majority of the match. But they didn't create many chances. Not clear-cut, unless you count Kai Havertz. You're right. (laughs) Missing very obvious opportunities. I don't think he even missed it. That one Bakayo Saka missed. He whiffed it. But again, they didn't make Onana work. No. No. And so, it was not... It was a close game until the very end. And honestly, you and I watching it thought for a second, oh shit, Man United are going to win this game when they Garnacho scored that goal, but it came back to offsides. Yeah. So they're my number six, Arsenal. Number five is AC Milan, who are 3-0 in Serie A. They beat Bologna, Torino, and Roma. Two goals scored against, and they're looking good. Perfect yeah. in Serie A. Yeah. Best transfer so they, window in all of Europe. Calling so it they right have now. to be on my list. And right above them is their Milan rivals, Inter, who beat Monza, Cagliari, and Fiorentina. But man, it's like you said, zero. Zero, zero. goals against. They they got <laughs> rid of their goalie, which most people thought, oh, how are you going to recover from this? They signed Jan Sommer and have looked better, quite honestly. <laughs> Zero. So I'll be honest, I have not watched Inter Milan game. I've watched highlights of Inter well, Milan. Well, I'll tell you not... what, uh, spoiler alert, I will watch their next one. I'm going to watch their next one, yes. <laughs> because I have watched a couple AC Milan games. Yeah, same. Biased American, got to watch Christian Pulisic and see if Yunus Musa gets to play. But Right. But Inter Milan, zero goals against. That's something to say right there. Mm-hmm. On its own. Number three, Bayern Munich. No arguments here. Perfect in Bundesliga. They have that one loss in DFB Pokal against RB Leipzig. But they beat. That was Werner also Bremen. Pre-Harry, was pre Harry Kane. So, you know. 
It was pre-Harry <laughs> Kane. But they beat Werder Bremen, Augsburg, and honestly, a bugaboo team, Borussia Mönchengladbach, who they have not won at in a very long time. And they beat them. Two goals against also, so doing well defensively. And then, I mean, honestly, you look at that Bayern Munich team. That's scary. And my number two and one, same as yours, Real Madrid at number two, Manchester City at number one, because duh. Duh. Honestly, it, it, it's duh. <laughs> Real Madrid, they beat Athletic, Bilbao, Almeria, Celta Vigo, Getafe, two goals against. They're perfect in La Liga. Manchester City, they won the UEFA Super Cup against Sevilla. Perfect in the Premier League, beat Burnley, Newcastle, Sheffield, and Fulham. And the only real little bugaboo on them is they lost to Arsenal in the Community Shield. Yeah, well, I mean, here's to uh, hopefully Arsenal being a bugaboo team for them for the rest of the season, but, you know. (laughs) We hope so, my man. We hope so. Because they've been Arsenal's bugaboo team for, I don't know. Like Ever. five to seven years. <laughs> Long time. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Pep and Manchester City, let's get on to match week five in the English Premier League, my friend. Oh, man, there are some good games. There are some good games. We're going to kick it off with Liverpool and Wolves. Do Wolves even stand a chance at Anfield? No. Uh, will Salah and Nunez continue their hot starts? Probably. Uh, And then the question that should be answered with a hell yes, but (laughs) apparently Wolves think otherwise, does Huang Hee-chan start? He should. Yeah. Uh, Why he hasn't started for Wolves at all this season, I have no idea. He's their top goal scorer off the bench. I don't get it. (laughs) Two goals. (laughs) Yeah. I don't get it. Predictions, Targo. Is it Liverpool, anything but Liverpool? Liverpool? One way and one way only. One way and one way only. You got it, my man. <laughs> Took till week four for us to say that. Damn. No. Damn. All right. Next up, Fulham and Luton Town. Full debuts for two former Arsenal players. Alex Iwobi and Albert Sambi Lukonga. No one cares. Uh, Iwobi Fulham... is probably hurt. Eh, Still, probably. can Fulham return to their e-, e? Wow, English is hard. Uh, can they return to their early season form after the shellacking they got from Manchester City? <laughs> Honestly, maybe if Polina starts with Polina, I feel like they're a whole different team, man. Hundred percent. If he starts, I definitely think Fulham win this game. I think even if he doesn't, Fulham win this game. Okay. Because <laughs> Luton Town have not impressed me at all. They have not impressed at all. Poor Luton. Uh, Poor Luton. It's almost like they're playing for championship next year. Right. They spent all their money on their goddamn stadium. <laughs> well, at least they'll have that forever, you know. They will. All right. Next up, Tottenham and Sheffield United. Can the Blades Ooh. repeat their FA Cup performance against Spurs last season? where they did beat them in the FA Cup. Or will Spurs just brush them aside with yet another magnificent attacking display? Dude, Tottenham looked good. 
Yeah, they do. I like performance-wise, it's good. Performance-wise, they look almost. I'm gonna say it. They look like the best team in the Premier League. Second. I mean, if you look at, I'm gonna say performance-wise, Man City performance-wise have not looked the best. I was gonna go with Brighton performance-wise. That's gonna be a game, Tottenham against Brighton. Hot damn! I can't wait for that one. But yeah, it's like over under five goals scored. Probably over. <laughs> <laughs> but damn, Tottenham look good. They're fantastic to watch. They're like my Brighton of last season almost. I look now That's for hard. Tottenham games. That's hard. It's hard. It's so hard. Yeah. But it's true. They're playing that good. Yeah. I'm Can not they keep it up? Yet. Injuries? I'm. You know, we'll see. I didn't want to say I'm hoping, but I, personal fan in me is like, I'm hoping injuries come and take a toll, but they're playing yeah, well. I mean, they're fun to watch. Credit Tottenham. Yeah. Credit Tottenham. They haven't played any real informed sides yet. They beat so, Manchester United. So I mean, yeah, they did, but Manchester United again, don't look very good. But still, it's still the club name has some meaning. You beat Manchester United. Yeah. So uh, it's safe to say this one's going one way and one way only, huh? Tottenham. Hotspur. I gotta say Tottenham. Yeah. All right. Next up, an intriguing matchup. Aston Ooh, Villa. Perfect way to say it. Intriguing. Intriguing. Aston Villa against Crystal Palace. Which team will produce the form we know they're capable of? I don't know. Because Aston Villa have been all over the place this season, and Crystal Palace are still missing their best player. Michael Lisa, yeah. I'm feeling a draw. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Villa have been playing okay. And then I think the same can be said of Crystal Palace playing okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, They're a I tough agree. team to break down. They are. Um, Villa. They look good going forward until the ball gets to Ollie Watkins, and then it he takes a poop on the field. Um, <laughs> Abrici Eze, on the other hand, yeah, it's not as it's the opposite. He's taking poops inside the goal with yeah. the ball. <laughs> yeah. Um. I want to say draw, but because this is at Villa Park, I'm going to go with Aston Villa. Also because I put okay. them in my top four for some apparent reason, and I don't know why. Talking to Kane, huh? <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Next up, Newcastle with the uh, hardest schedule ever, it seems like. They do, dude. <laughs> I feel bad for Newcastle fans. Won their first game and lost everything since. Now they play Brentford. At home. Can Newcastle recover from their poor start to the season? Or will Mbomo and Visa tear up their struggling defense? Dude, Mbomo's been in fantastic form. But I gotta give it to Newcastle because it's at home. Yep, St. James's Park will be a rockin'. I think this is the start of their solid form. I think they get back to it now after the Three blips on the schedule where they played three big teams and lost all three. So I'll give it to them. So after this game, if they lose this game, for example, are they out of title contention? I think they were already out of title contention. Okay. 
Yeah. How about cha- Champions League contention then? Oh, well, at that point, it's going to be very tough, but it is very early in the season. So I won't rule them out for top okay. four. It is early, but I'm just saying I they're sitting in 14th. I don't think, like, if they lose more than once between now and the end of October, yeah, I think so. Okay. That's already, what, a quarter of the season? And well, if they lose well, right awesome. now, they're already seven points out. Yeah. Of Champions and League. They're chasing Manchester City. So, who they lost to. All right. Next up, I never thought I'd say this uh, two relegation threatened squads uh, Bournemouth and Chelsea. <laughs> okay. Chelsea are in 12. <laughs> I'm kidding, obviously. Not but can Bournemouth man. capitalize on Chelsea's poor finishing? I mean, they had over 22 shots last game with like three on target and didn't score any against Nottingham Forest. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. So honestly, I'm going with this. Chelsea can't play that bad again, right? Like we said that last no. season and then it kept happening. I did say oh. that last season for about a month straight. Like they can't be that bad. Can they, they? Can't be that bad. So will this be the match where the blues finally play like a team? I don't think they'll play like a team, but I think they win. So I'm going with Chelsea. Away from home too, huh? I'm going to go and draw on this one. Raheem Sterling's the only bright spot in that (laughs) whole Chelsea squad right now. At least he looks good and is trying to do something. I will say Enzo. To the other players. Enzo has looked good too. He's had flashes of Nico Jackson just needs to fucking put these chances away. Yeah. Hit the ball down, not up, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the draw. Next, okay. speaking of all of these bugaboo teams, we got Everton at home against Arsenal, where they beat Arsenal last season and derailed their title challenge. Will Arsenal get revenge for the fixture that did cost them the title last season? I don't want to say it cost them the title last season, but it I think was, it was what, January? Start- it was the it was start. January, it was January, February. Sean Dice's first game. Yeah. And yeah, they, they sucked. Yeah. I will say that. But come on, you gooners. Get a win. You should. And then the most important question of this Everton. entire match. Will Kai, Kai Havertz will start? Or Fabio yes. Vieira start? <laughs> he will, I, I answered it before he even <laughs> had to say it. <laughs> Arteta is going to start this goddamn Kai Havertz. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to make right now on the bolder. podcast. I'm going to make I'm holding my head in my hands. <laughs> I'm going to make an even bolder prediction. I think he'll actually do something in this game. Because you Everton so? are that bad. Everton are, are that bad. bad right now. I think Kai they Havertz will good, get an man. assist or he a goal. good at Sheffield. No, I just think it was two teams that looked really bad, so they combined <laughs> to look like a good team. <laughs> two for teams the win. playing equally horribly yeah. make one good team. <laughs> you play bad, I play bad. We go 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> <laughs> we play real good. We scored lots of goals. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Speaking of playing real bad... Nottingham Forest plays Burnley. Nottingham Forest has not been playing real bad. They're playing real good. Yeah. Uh, Can Burnley's defense stop Awanee? 
Dude, Ewanyi, he's been on freaking fire, dude. The guy right now is on my team of the season. Mine too. Gosh, he's been on freaking form right now, man. Love to see uh, it. Probably the bigger question, can Vincent Company finally start playing the football he wants? I mean, he's been exposed pretty much all season, playing like Poor he's guy, still dude. in the championship. Not <laughs> working last in place the right now. They're in last plays, place right now. Yeah, if they keep playing like they have been, they're going to play right into Nottingham Forest's hands with the style of play that they have. I'm going with a draw on this one. I'm going Nottingham Forest, and I want knee again for the win. Alanga, too, also been uh, Alanga. Yeah, tearing it up. Yeah, they're not going to miss uh, Brendan Johnson for very long. Let's just say that the way they've been playing. No. Yeah. Okay. On to our Fab Five or Fab Six, depending on how fab you're looking at it. Five to six. Yeah. Fab Five with a bonus one. We got so many big games this weekend that are going to completely throw off our entire power rankings. It's going to happen. Hey, Will, honestly, we're like, going to start. We're going to start watching. with uh, my number five and number four. Uh, I don't. Uh, your number what? Like ten. Ten and, and three. Number three. So I was literally against Bayer uh, Leverkusen. I was seeing this when I was doing my power rings. I was like, oh shit, this is going to be changed. All yep. depending on how yep. this next weekend goes. Yep, 100%, which is why I wanted to do it now. Because it just segues perfectly into this entire Fab Five. Good job, my man. Good job. It does. There's the top two teams in the Bundesliga table, and arguably the Bundesliga, and they play at the Allianz. Fire Leverkusen has been on fire this season, scoring goals. I mean, Vic- Victor Boniface on fire. Florian Verts. I mean, they've scored 11, conceded three. Can Bayern Munich slow them down? And are Bayer Leverkusen the real deal? I think Bayer Leverkusen are the real deal. I don't know if Bayern Munich can slow them down. Maybe. I will say shout out to us spotting Victor Boniface for being a fantastic striker and for top teams should have been going for him because he is tearing it up in the Bundesliga. And we said that last year when he was playing for Union Saint-Joie. Yep. Thank you. Good job. And we knew he would be a good striker. Yep. And guess what? He is. For over six months. Since last January. Yeah. But yeah, that's nine months, man. Having said that, <laughs> because this is at the Allianz, I am going with Bayern Munich, and just the pedigree that they have with Harry Kane. I am going with Bayern, but I do think this will be a freaking fantastic game, man. I'm so excited to watch this one. Which led me into my next question: Was can Bayern Leverkusen slow down this new look Bayern Munich attack? Because I don't know, man. Leroy Sané. They've scored nine and conceded two. I think it could be a high-scoring affair, if I'm being honest. I hope it is, because I'm I'm very excited. They look so one. good. I uh, Before I make my pick, I will ask you one question. Is this going to be the top two in the Bundesliga come the end of the season? <sighs> That's a hard one to answer, man. I want to say yes, but it's so early. So I, I, 
obviously Bayern Munich will be in the top two. The why, big question whether, is Bayern Leverkusen. Yeah, it's whether Bayern Leverkusen can be there. I think Bayern Leverkusen for sure top five, potentially I'm top gonna go, three. I'm going to go for sure top three, but I think they'll make the top two. Okay, well, do you have a win in this game? game? No, I don't. I have Bayern Munich winning <laughs> this game. <laughs> All that, just the shit on them. <laughs> Shitting on Bayern Munich after you talk them up so highly. Nope, you're not winning. Eric Kane, man, he plays for Bayern Munich now. It's a he whole does. different, like, this is a whole different caliber of a team. And not to mention, come January, they're going to sign Paulinha. It's going to happen. It's written in the stars. I'm sorry. This team is going to be in my top favorites for the Champions League if they get Paulinha. Because that's just in time for the knockout rounds. <laughs> that's an interesting scary. and bold that prediction, is, man. That I is love a it. scary proposition. All right, man. So we have West Ham and Man City. What's your yeah, game? What's your game? Which you is the game think... I I didn't want to add. I'm not going to lie. Did not want to add to the Fab Five. It's the top two teams in the Premier League table, man. How can it not be One on One of here? the top two. One of the top two. Well, by goal differential, they're the top two. Okay. West Ham's a little bit... I don't, I don't want to say lucky because they've put in some good performances, but I don't think they'll be there come into the season. No, I don't. I don't either, but man. It's been a good season because last year at this time they were bottom of the table pretty much. <laughs> they were struggling. Yeah. Um, City hasn't come out of second year all season, man. I got to say it. Have not looked that great. Have no. not put in the best performances, but still managing to score five goals against Fulham somehow. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, another big test for David Moyes' men. Can they do what they did to Brighton again? That's the big it's question. It's going to be them looking out on the counterattack. Come on, Jared Bowen. That's all I can say. <laughs> Mikel Antonio. And then at the other end, can the Hammers keep Erling Holland first of his name, scorer of goals, destroyer of teams, winner of trophies, quiet? Probably not. No. <laughs> Honestly, what I don't think, what I think is the most likely is that Man City defense. I think it's almost better than their offense. As weird as that is to say, with Vardyol, I think you're on. Kanji, Ruben Diaz, Kyle Walker. I mean, that is. Don't even. You forgot John Stones. Shit. I forgot John Stones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is just the. Definition of world class defense. The creme defender. De la creme. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it's going to be tough to score against them. Yeah. One way and one way only. I, I think it might be closer than it was obviously against Fulham, but I do think City, they're just inevitable. They're like Thanos at this point, man. <laughs> Well, who's going to be Tony Stark? That's the real question here. Come on, Jared Bowen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not to make things worse for Manchester United, but they play Brighton this weekend at home without 
two right wingers or 200 million in transfer business. The real question is and who no starts defense. at center back? <laughs> Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire? <laughs> I don't know, man. This game is one team comes into this one in shambles. The other one is white hot. Who's going to get who is going to get the better of this matchup in the theater of dreams? <laughs> Liquid hot magma. Liquid hot magma. Are those that freaking is bright, sharks man. And freaking laser beams attached to their freaking heads. <laughs> That's Brighton. <laughs> that is Brighton. Shooting Manchester laser beams. United look like Scotty right now. <laughs> Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> oh my god! Switching movies, guys. Get yeah. on your welcome reference there. Yeah, welcome to Bruising and Banter. Uh, it seems like a matter of not if. But when Brighton will score, so how many will they score in this one? You know, it's <laughs> funny. You got a good buddy, Corey, who's uh, I know listens to the channel. You know, a good friend of yours. I'm curious how he feels about this game and matchup going I, up against Brighton at Old Trafford. I feel bad for like almost as bad as I feel for Chelsea fans. I feel bad for Manchester United fans. Right? I feel bad for any person who has to go up against Brighton, man. Top goal scorers in the Premier League. That so they're too. going to score. They're going to. Yeah. It's how many do they concede? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Um, I guess the the only bright spot to talk about Man United is does Rasmus Hoyland get his full debut in this one? I hope so, because they look much better with him. Much. He much looks better. pretty damn good coming on against Arsenal. And then obviously you have the only other threat in Marcus Rashford. I mean, you got Garnacho, who probably starts this one, but he's looked very ineffective as a starter. And he very has, good off man, which is so surprising. He looks so good coming off the bench, but damn, as a starter, doesn't do anything. Uh, and then uh, maybe an Ansu Fati debut for Brighton in this one. Ooh, that could be Ooh. tasty. Who you got, Targo? <laughs> Duh, Brighton. <laughs> Duh, me too. <laughs> sorry oh, man united. Manchester united i'm sorry but i'm really not you played Anyways. terribly this season and everyone knows it yeah so for the rest of this we're gonna go away from the premier league because it's not quite as obvious and we're gonna start with the darbies of all darbies one the of the darby della madonina inter Ooh. against ac milan both teams with three wins out of three coming into this one. Inter haven't allowed a goal, but AC Milan looks so good going forward. Who, like, can they get one past Jan Sommer? I don't know. Because that, they're both perfect in Serie A, first and second, so I'm going with a draw. Okay. That's the most logical choice, right? I don't know. One would think. I'm more impressed with this new partnership of Lotaro Martinez and Marcus Thuram. Thuram. Dude, um, he has been bopping in the goals. Martinez. Lotaro Martinez with five goal involvements this season. I, I dare say it. Is uh, Martinez and Thuram better than Lukaku and Martinez? Duh. 
<laughs> it's more Njeko, I think it's a question than Okay. That too. Any any I think it's better than the last two or three years, any combo they've had up there. I don't know, that Alexa Sanchez, Kaku, Martinez. That was a lot longer than three seasons ago. But was that longer? Damn, that was sexy yeah. attack but, when they won the league. But I will say Alexis Sanchez does still play for them. So <laughs> He did sign. He doesn't for still them. play for them. He came back to play for back. them. <laughs> he now plays again for them. I'm picking Inter to win this game. You're picking Inter, okay? Yes. Well, you're wearing you're wearing the Inter colors in that blue and black, even though it's an Arsenal jersey. It, it's technically blue and blue. I know you can't tell, but it looks blue and black. Yeah, I, I still I used to have one, and I'm going to pick them anyways. All right, next up, Real Madrid finally faces a team that will give them a run for their money in Real Sociedad. Oh, Sociedad, huh? Yes. Will Real have to rely on Jude Bellingham's heroics yet again? Probably. Or can Take Kubo continue his hot streak? He's 4 for 4 with Man of the Match awards. Damn. Yeah. Decent. Yeah. As so decent. Who's going to score the goals in this one? That's the real question. <laughs> Well, if it's for Real Madrid, it has to be Jude Bellingham or Rodrigo. One would think. One would think. Or So that's what I'm going with, Jude Bellingham or Rodrigo. <laughs> I mean, Sociedad, they got their first win of the season last time out against Granada. They had three draws to start the season. I'll be honest with you, I'm going for another one. Jude Bellingham with another winner. Oh, Jude Bellingham. <laughs> Killing it, dude. Making La Liga look easy. All right, back to Serie A, and we got another big one. We got Juventus against Lazio. Juve's oh. been impressive form this season. Lazio just beat Napoli last time out. They've also lost to Genoa and Lecce. So they've been all over the place. Which team will we get? <laughs> Which Lazio team are you going to get? like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think Lazio really misses Milinkovic-Savic in this one. They they have all season. Juve's midfield's looking solid. But also yeah. got to give a shout-out to Federico Chiesa, man, scoring a couple goals in the last couple games, looking like that. Old did, self from Euro. He did get sent home from the Italy camp because apparently he wasn't fit to play. So Good. We don't <laughs> want him playing for Italy. Went on playing for Juve, man, scoring goals. Yeah. Because the guy's always freaking hurt. Who you got in this one? I like the answer you have here, man. You tell me first. <laughs> well, Juve is called the old lady, so I'm going to go with old lady parts to win this one. <laughs> <laughs> I will also agree with old lady parts. <laughs> what a way to conclude an episode, my friend. <laughs> I know. We're I think we're going the same for all of our five games. Uh, Literally. You picked a draw for AC Milan and Inter. I picked Inter. That's the only Other difference. Than that, that's the only difference. <laughs> so that does that bring us to the end of this episode, man. What an episode it was. It's fun. Yeah, it is fun. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Let us know if you didn't. But we won't respond, so. <laughs> <laughs> Only let us know if you did enjoy it. Yeah. I hope you guys are having as much fun as we are. 
<laughs> Till next time, guys. <laughs> As always, we love you. Thank you for listening or watching. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>